Something that you might not know and might be missing out on is that companies pay for their employees to attend leadership development programs. In fact, about 50% of my clients get fully or partially reimbursed for their participation in my leadership programs. The only thing they had to do is to muster up the courage and ask for what they wanted and needed in order to succeed in their role and to accelerate their growth in their career. By the end of this episode, you'll know exactly how to ask for tuition reimbursement and what to pay attention to. Let's dive in. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Track Podcast. We're going to talk about how to get approval for a professional development budget. This is a topic that often comes up when I speak to potential clients, so people who are considering investing in a leadership development program but have not yet made the decision. Either they just got promoted and they're trying to figure out how to make sure that they are not failing uh, in their new role and they're not failing and disappointing their team and their boss. It could also be that they're in the midst of an interview process, either for an internal role that would be their first leadership role or with a new company and they would be leading for the first time and they wanna make sure that they're set up for success. So these are often moments in time when people reach out to me to inquire about my leadership development programs. We jump on a call, no pressure at all. I ask questions about where they're at, what they think they need to develop to see if my program is really a good fit. If I do think I can help them and I think the program is a fit, we talk about what that could look like and the next steps. But in these conversations, The question around how and whether or not to ask for tuition reimbursement often comes up. And before I even go into how to ask for tuition reimbursement or a professional development budget, I want to quickly address the doubt and the worry that often goes along with this, which is that if they ask, they may look like they're not good enough, they're not ready yet, which could prompt their boss or their potential new boss if they're still in the interview or the negotiation process. And for them to have doubts, doubts in their ability to lead. And the interesting fact is that if you put yourself in the situation of being a hiring manager or of being a boss and then promoting someone into their first leadership role, If that person actually came forward and was able to articulate what they needed in order to be successful and how they think a leadership development program could help them be up to speed quicker on the job and also make the boss's job easier because the boss then doesn't have to mentor and coach as much because that will be done through the leadership development program. 
then you'd probably agree that if your direct report was to make a strong case for a, an investment like this, you'd probably see it as someone who is asking for them what they need, who has great self-awareness, who is eager to learn and to develop and grow through the process. And it's a sign of confidence. However, when we put ourselves in the position of being the one asking for support, we make it seem as if that would be a sign of weakness. I have yet to see a situation where someone who was on the fence of whether or not they should ask and then decided to ask came back and said, I should not have asked because I feel like now I look worse. That has never happened with any of the people that I ever spoke with. Instead, either the company says, great, we have internal resources, please use those as you get started. And so then the new manager will come back to me and say, you know, not now, maybe down the road. Or the company actually says, yes, let me know how much this costs. Or yes, we actually do have a professional development budget of X hundred dollars or X thousand dollars. And you can use that freely in whatever form that you like, as long as it helps you in terms of your professional responsibilities in the organization. So if you're on the fence, please keep that in mind. This is a sign of confidence and self-awareness and also demonstrate that you will ask for what you need, which generally makes managers feel good about their employees because it makes them feel more comfortable knowing that their new employee or first-time manager will actually speak, speak up when they need help. And so as I was talking about this, you might have noticed that I do specifically call out not just asking your current boss for a professional development budget, but also to bring up this topic when you negotiate for a new job. So if you are taking on a new leadership role, be this for the first time, or you're just moving on to a different company, and you do want to invest in a program, in any kind of professional development program for that matter, bring it up in the negotiation process. Because many companies have specific bandwidth of the, what they're able to pay their employees and it has to fit within that bandwidth for a certain level or title or whatever that may be. And if you're asking for more than what that bandwidth would allow, one way to negotiate a bit of a bump would be to ask for an ongoing or a one-off leadership development budget. And companies will be a lot more flexible to include that in your package than to increase your salary. Now, I'm not saying don't ask for what you're worth, but I'm saying there's sometimes these limitations on how much they can bump your salary. But all those add-on benefits, those are flexible. So play with it, bring it up. Again, it is a sign of competence and confidence and self-awareness to speak up and ask for what you want and need in order to be successful out of the gate. Now, one more thing, if you already asked and it was declined, also consider the fact that this is an investment in you and your career. No matter where you go and what you do professionally afterwards, investments that you make in your career will pay back in the future. So you might want to consider the option of paying out of pocket. A lot of people do, do, and the vast majority see a positive ROI return on their investment within the first year because they get an increased bonus because they're exceeding expectations as a result of the investments they made in their professional growth. Okay, with that said, let's dive into some of the barriers 
that you want to address when you ask for a professional development budget. The first and probably most important one is the cost. So you want to be upfront with how much this program costs, but also explain why this is a really good deal. For example, if you attend a virtual program, it's probably a lot cheaper than if you attended an in-person seminar. I remember attending seminars that were five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000. And then I had to travel to this location and potentially book a hotel overnight. And all these things add up. If you're attending a virtual training, make sure that you make a case of what that costs compared to an in-person event. So specifically, you could say this program costs $3,000 and in a comparable in-person seminar would cost $5,000 plus $1,000 in travel and accommodation, for example. The second most often cited concern that companies have or bosses have when their employees ask for a professional development budget, other than cost, is their workload. So the managers are often concerned that if they say yes to these kind of programs, the employee will be away from work and it will make it harder on them because then they have to step in and help with the workload or because they simply feel like, no, you already have a full plate. I don't think you have the capacity to invest in a leadership development program. So finding a program that's not going to take you away from your job for several days, but instead is something that you can do partially in your spare time and with a very limited time investment during your work hours where it's not going to have a negative impact on your availability and overall capacity. So that's the second thing to address in terms of most often cited concerns. And you want to preempt their objections by requesting and providing information and then making a case for why this is a great cost-benefit option and why this is not going to impact you in terms of efficiency or productivity. Then let's focus on the gains and the reasons why you want to invest in your professional growth. And I'm going to do this through the lens of a leadership development program. So first off, what specific skills do you want to develop? If your manager has given you feedback in the past that you need to get better with, for example, creating accountability or setting expectations and giving feedback, then specifically call out that these items will be covered in the program, assuming that is the case, right? Back it up with the curriculum. Explain how this will help the broader business. Uh, for example, when I offer programs to organizations, they'll be able to share the resources or use those as templates for other managers as well. If bring in those kind of opportunities and address them, show your commitment uh, to the team and to the organization overall, talk about how you're going to give back and how others will learn and benefit, will benefit from the things that you will learn. So how will your team members benefit and how potentially other managers can benefit? You also want to talk about your loyalty to the organization, because one of the concerns that might come up is okay, we're going to pay for this professional development budget. And then, and what if you leave once that's done? They may not ask you to put something in a contract where you say, great, you know, you pay for this program. And then I commit to staying in the organization for a certain number of, of months or years. Like this is done when a company pays or partially pays for a way more expensive and time-consuming MBA program. But you could simply emphasize how committed you are to the organization 
how you see to how you believe you can grow with your organization and how you plan to make an impact as a result of going through this kind of program and how it will benefit your boss and the rest of the organization. So think big. Those are sort of the secondary beneficiaries too, right? So immediately you are the first beneficiary of the program and then who else will benefit and how else can you add value to the organization by learning new skills and growing professionally? Get really creative. I would say get a blank piece of paper out, start brainstorming all the kinds of ways that your boss will benefit, your directs will benefit, your peers, the organization, how it will help your projects and the results that you're creating and so on. Another thing that you might want to include or address when you're making a request, be this formally with a document or, or an email or be this informally in a conversation, is to pull out some testimonials from the program or client logos, meaning other companies who have sent their employees to this kind of program. This, what we call social proof, makes the program that you're looking at more credible and it often makes people feel more confident in investing in it when they see, oh, this other company that I know about, that I respect and have high regards for is also sending their employees to do a managerial leadership training like this. If you're eyeing a program that you're interested in attending, but you don't have any testimonials or references or you don't know who else has attended, ask, reach out to them or reach out to me if my new manager training, the Leadership Accelerator, is something that interests you, to ask specifically for client references and logos. This is something that a vendor, a provider of a leadership development program or any professional development program should be able and willing to provide you. And then you can weave that into your request. And by the way, if you need some pointers on how the organization will benefit from a leadership development program, here are some. I hope this list will inspire you. Number one, an increase in your productivity because you'll get better at delegating and managing your time. Increase in employee motivation because of the way that you communicate and engage employees, which leads to overall a happier, more satisfied team. An increase in performance because you're going to be able to give feedback and coach your directs. Overall, less stress and overwhelm because you're able to manage your mind and stay a lot more calm and collected when it gets stressful as well as a reduction in conflict because you'll learn how to resolve conflict or de-escalate opposition before it even turns into a conflict. You're also able to manage more and increase your responsibility and make your boss's job easier. And you'll deliver higher quality output because you won't let poor performance or quality issues slip on your team. And last but not least, your confidence will increase. And, and as a result of that, not only will your team members trust you more, listen to you more, and follow you, you will also be able to speak up in conversations, in meetings, when you present in a more confident way, which builds more trust, stronger relationships, your overall reputation and perception in the company will increase. And as a result of that, you'll probably get more opportunities overall to be involved and to influence projects and to have a greater impact in your organization. All that will make your boss look better too. So weave these bullet points into your proposal to make a really strong case. Now, let's talk about what happens if your boss or the HR representative says no. If you do receive a no, despite making a really strong case for 
why you need it, how it will benefit the organization and your boss and yourself. And it's why it's from a financial perspective, the best option and the fact that it won't take you away from your work, you still get a no. Then here's what to do. Number one, consider paying for it out of pocket. I already talked about this earlier. This is an investment in yourself. If your company is not paying for it, don't wait. Do it for yourself. This is your career, your salary all at the end of the day, and it will also be your bonus payment. And the more that you invest in yourself, the better you will perform over time. Second, though, don't take that no as the ultimate answer. Instead, acknowledge it and then ask for more information. What about this program isn't meeting the criteria you're looking for? Or is it just not the right time? Maybe they say, yeah, we want you to just learn on the job first. Let's talk about it again in six months. Then put a reminder in your calendar and go ask again in six months. Whatever area that you are interested in developing in your career, be committed to it and be persistent with it. No is an opportunity to learn why not, what to do, what to be on the lookout next time, when to ask again, or then decide that you're in charge and you're going to pay for it on your own. I hope this was helpful to inspire you and to help you muster up the courage to actually go to your boss or to your HR department and ask. With confidence and being prepared, do your homework. The worst you can do is not ask at all, even though you need it and you want it. The second worst that you can do is to ask without being prepared. Not having done the homework and figuring out what are the different options, what are the benefits, not being able to answer questions in terms of why this, why now, and what can we expect to get out of this? Those are very simple questions that you want to prepare for. And I hope this episode helped you think through this a little bit further. I, I will also include a draft request template in the show notes that you could use as a way to not start with a blank sheet of paper, but to start off with a bit of a skeleton outline and how to make a formal request. Fill in the gaps. Make sure that these three questions of why now, why this, and how will we benefit will be answered in your request. And then with that, you'll be good to go. And if it's still a no, as I said, learn why, ask again down the road or decide to invest in yourself out of pocket. It is 100% worth it. Most of the leadership development trainings that I did and the investments that I made in myself, I paid them out of pocket. And every single investment that I made, I would do again in a heartbeat. Those investments and those things that I learned and the knowledge and skills that I've developed, no one will ever be able to take away from me. And building up those skills and that knowledge is what will get you to the next level. So I encourage you to go out, ask for what you want, do so confidently and in a competent way. If you have questions or want to learn more about the Leadership Accelerator program, check out RamonaShaw.com forward slash leadership dash accelerator or reach out to contact at RamonaShaw.com. I'd love to hear from you. Take care and I'll talk to you next week. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.